It is a new day in the workroom and it is the finale of season three of Drag Race España, which means the one and only Charlie Slays is with me. Charlie, are you sad it's all over? I, I'm so sad shedding genuine tears. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't see them, but I'm yeah, sure they're, they're there. Yeah, I'm doing some veneer tears right now. They're, they're, they're right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, look, this is, um, it's been the end of a very fun journey. I have to say, Keen, really quickly before we jump into it, I've been a bit of a rubbish super fan and not really made it through a whole season of Drag Race in a while just because of life being a bit hectic. So to kind of have the commitment of doing this pod with you and sitting and really getting into a season and getting to learn the queens again, I've... Mm. thoroughly enjoyed it so even before we start the finale thank you so much for having me you're very welcome reviewing drag race espana with you and thanks to the queen of drag race espana for a bloody brilliant season it's been yeah absolutely it's been great no, i've i've always enjoyed coming on here and your enthusiasm for some of these queens because it's been a really good season Do you know sometimes it can be hard these international seasons can be a bit of a slog <laughs> but i think either it's what you've brought to the pot or a good season or a, a balance of both that i've really enjoyed this season i mean i've been said all petita and say it's just me obviously. yeah <laughs> <laughs> why not that is your prerogative <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> what i was gonna say is though these last two episodes not great i mean it's like i think i, I mentioned this to you when we were like episode four or five when we talked about who's going to make it to the finale i always feel a bit like this towards the end of a season like you want to get to that crowning moment i think when there's a standout winner which it kind of felt like we had a while ago, let's be honest, it does feel a bit meh getting there. And reunions are a hard one because I think they either are great because lots of stuff comes out that you feel like as a fan, you didn't know that had happened and you've been like kind of let into a secret. And that's kind of what a reunion should feel like. I mean, look at a Real Housewives reunion. They're always quite epic and dramatic. And I felt with this one, there were some moments that were interesting, but it wasn't kind of any big revelations. Um, you felt like friendships were kind of, quite well cemented which was quite nice you know what I mean and there was no like fan favorite moment and there was no like you know Monique eating popcorn moments there were it felt a little bit meh and then the finale is just getting to the do isn't it really yeah no it is like like about I got the impression that this reunion was filmed like sequentially um, I think so. yeah because they seemed to kind of like be shocked about the talking heads if they hadn't heard it before and I think one of my favorite things about the finale or the reunions is kind of breaking that fourth wall and hearing what it was like for them to watch the show or to watch the fans' reaction to them on the show. Like that becomes because we watch the show in tandem with social media, and they're always devoid. And then that's the one episode where we kind of get to bridge the gap. And I thought yeah. that was missing here. Yeah, I agree. And it, it felt like they they didn't have any of that awareness of what had kind of gone on and what had been received well and what hadn't been received well and had any of that. You know, we didn't get any of those, well, I saw you do that cheeky retweet when it was kind of slagging me off, you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, it sounds terrible to say it, but, you know, like we've said many times on this pod, it's still a bloody television show and we are kind of here for a little bit of um action a little bit of drama you know it comes comes with the territory i've seen that that post is doing this uh round again on social media um a quick little subway um about um the big mother vibe as if, if we could have big brother but it was all queens and they just went into the house and they had to live together for like in 18 weeks or something without yeah. each other um and just a quick on the spot question who which three queens would you want to see on big mother uh so of all franchises ever of anything go cray cray Okay, I'm big mother. Um, Laganja Estranja. 
Standard. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> because although she's great, I think, and I mean, this is unfair, but like, you know, I think she might crack yeah, at yeah, absolutely. would make good TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's up there, first of all. Then I'm thinking of somebody... Like a Heidi in Closet. Now, who who else is it? Someone who's just... There's these, like, the real strong personality queens that you just kind of need to wind them up and let them go. And they're always like... Oh, Ginny Lemon. Oh, my God. Fabulous. I would love yeah. Ginny Lemon. Yeah. I'd love to see... Because there's so much, like, domesticity in her drag as it is anyway. So I'd yes. love to just see her belt out a song, singing into, like, a spatula. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you could kind of stop there because Ginny and Laganja doing just Big Mum with them two <laughs> would kind of be the wildest ride ever. <laughs> well, then I think you need... You need somebody then, like, a bit ostentatious who, like, wow. takes it far too seriously. So, like... I'm trying to think now of like... Valentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You've got it there, Valentina. Valentina being disgusted by the other two. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love there it. We go. We've got it. We've Perfect. got it, we've got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, right, let's go back to this, uh, the reunion. So like... I hate when the reunion ends up just being a clip show and a lot of this mm-hmm. was just clips. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, how did you find seeing almost everybody's entire audition tape? Um, I mean, look, it felt cute to start with. I was like, oh, this is new. Like, I don't feel like they've done this before. And then by number three, I was like, we're seeing all of them. Like, we're not... <laughs> we're doing that thing of, like, where everybody gets a medal for taking part, like a, a modern-day sports day. It wasn't like they went, well, these were the funniest audition tapes. So, I mean, Clover Bishes was brilliant. And I felt like... Do you know what that showed about Clover to me was that thing that Clover's already said a few times where because she's a woman doing drag, she has to try harder or... Time. And it's like her audition video had its own little storyline, had this kind of like Red Riding Hood vibe and whatever's going on in there, Wizard of Ozzy vibe. And, you know, it was really interesting to see that compared to like Veneers, which was like just, this is me, this is me in the club, this is me just backstage with my phone going, I should be on this by now. And it's like, it really kind of drove that point home to me. So that was quite a nice little learning snippet. Um, um, who else? Was, uh, Maria's was quite funny, actually. I do think that Maria's funny, and it's um, it's a shame she hasn't found her groove on the show, on the like few times she's been on and back on and all that vibe. Because when you see that audition tape, I saw a lot of like, oh, she's she's good. She knows what she's doing. She's got something there, and um, she just hasn't been able to make it work. You know, and, uh, yeah, on the TV stage or whatever. Yeah, I totally agree. I was like. This is, we saw the top four and I was like, that, that's yeah. kind of fun. Like, it, yeah. this is where they started, this is where they end. It's like, and now the rest of them, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, it kind of started off the conversation that Kelly was going to quit drag, which I thought was kind of an interesting perspective. Like, we've heard it a few times about Princess Poppy and was there somebody else as well that was like on the cusp of quitting drag? And then this show comes along, um, which, yeah, I think humanized her for me somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I think Kelly during the whole reunion really she just seemed very relaxed and what I liked is that she's a couple of times she got almost picked on this actually came back up again in the finale and it was like well we pick on Kelly because we know she can take criticism and like that's a great trait like it's good to have a thick skin especially in the fame game that they're in um but then I did start to feel a little bit sorry for Kelly and I was like well is that just their excuse every single time like well we'll just throw Kelly under the bus because she's going to be all right she's still going to be our mate she's still going to take us to Terminalinos you know what I mean yeah. just... oh, did you did you keep the tally I 
I was up to five on both episodes. I got me. five, yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got ten whole pounds for our um, staff night out after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. It did, I, I, did, I do warm to Kelly. I think Kelly's lovely deep down. She's actually a very nice, genuine, interesting person. Her drag's just really ropey, and I think that's just what puts a lot of people off. It's very camp and um these are my outfits that i made for dance classes when i was 16 and i've just added some spangles to them it does feel a bit like that and that's why it's hard to engage with her sometimes i think yeah and i like i watched her in the finale on the roller skates and i was like i don't really feel like i made enough or the show made enough or the fans made enough for the fact that she's been doing this whole goddamn thing on roller skates like you know bearded queens had a real moment there when they were kind of coming to the show and obviously when the show's finally let in like cisgendered female performance, not to say this is of a similar scale, but I suppose it's closer yeah. to bearded drag. But like, yeah. this is a kind of a whole different avenue of drag that we're showing on the first time with the show. And yeah, I don't think we sang enough about its originality. Yeah, I mean, she was committed to the bit, like 100%. Mm. I'm surprised she wasn't wearing them in the workroom, in the hotel, you know, in the shower in the morning. It's like, she really went for it. But, you know, if you're going to do something that, ostentatious of a brand like I'm going to call myself Kelly Roller and go on about being a work you've got to wear them every time so she made she made that kind of bed for herself but you're right I think 100% it hasn't been like kind of shouted about enough considering that in previous seasons of Drag Race we've had a heels versus wheels lip sync moment and it was a thing made out of that it was like one of the things in the trailer for that season I think it must have been seven or eight wasn't it and it was like they were showing that quite a lot that moment of they're gonna be on roller skates and then this poor girl's come on and roller skated for like 10 weeks the whole, yeah the whole damn thing and all they've mocked her for is being a giant cloud like yeah and I mean somewhat justifiably um <laughs> <laughs> so I guess everyone kind of got a, a bit of a moment you know Petita kind of was able to expand on on the drama Vania had her sort of mental health moment Kelly had the fact that she was going to quit Hornella was kind of you know the queen of the mirror moment etc and then like some of the other queens got some time to kind of reflect on what was like leaving the show too early blah 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 I felt Clover and Bestia were basically ignored I don't think Clover spoke. It was, you know, I just don't, I don't get what happened there. Considering that she's the first, you know, female drag queen on Drag Race España, it wasn't even mentioned in the reunion. And I don't know what's going on with that, Keen. I don't know if she's upset a producer somewhere down the line, if she's not feeling her vibe. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't felt like I've seen enough kind of tea on social media about, it's all been very positive about Clover. So I do find the whole thing very jarring and confusing as to why it's felt like she's been completely overshadowed um it's it's just it's weird to me and same with simply the bestia um she kind of felt very quiet during the reunion i don't know if they weren't having a great time if they weren't really feeling it maybe it's just not in their nature to do that whole analyzing of my performance vibe and some people really aren't into it you know what i mean and did clover even kind of fight for the spotlight on that reunion that much not really like it was just kind of glazed over and i don't, I don't understand why yeah, no, nor do I. And like, I saw some, I mean, you know, how quickly the fandom throw to conspiracy, but that like, oh, the producer and the Harvey's never liked Clover and they were trying to send her home as quickly as possible, blah, blah. I don't know if that's yeah. true. But like, yeah, I don't know, it just felt weird. It just, again, it was just like justice for Clover. Throughout the whole thing, I was like, you know, and then I, I was wondering whether they were sick because I kind of forgot that Bestia wasn't getting the attention, but I want more attention for Clover. And then I was like, well, maybe she ends up being 
you know, Miss Congeniality, and then that, then she'll kind of get some time then. But then she wasn't, and no shade on Maria Adelia. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. seems worthy of it. Obviously, very nice behind the scenes. Well, you must have should have been Clover. You're you're like in one episode and you've got every single vote. I found that completely strange. I mean, again, it's like, did they just vote for the first one out? I don't know. Was this like, oh, bless her. She's really lovely. Mm. She was the first one out, so we're going to vote for her. Was she a real mother figure behind the scenes where she just after absolutely everybody? And so, you know, is she huge in the community? So they were kind of giving her her flowers that way because they knew that she hadn't done great in the competition. But Mm. yeah, I mean, I was thinking it's going to be Clover or Vanilla, if I'm really honest, for Miss Congeniality. I felt like those were the two... um, Yeah, it just was weird. It was definitely some odd moments in the reunion. Very odd as well, and something that I was a bit uncomfortable about is Supreme kind of going on about who was more annoying, Macarena or Pink Chidora. And it's like, I don't know if they were trying to make like a comedy element out of this or something, but I started to genuinely feel a bit sorry for the... I know, let's let's do a vote with the hands in the air and everything. A, a vote and everything. Like, it felt, it was a bit much. I felt like they kind of went on and on and about And I could see that Macarena was like, she'd had enough. Like, she can take the joke, but I think that like, she'd had enough by the end of it and was a bit like, oh God, like, move on. Like, okay, I can be annoying. Like, it happens, you know, but there was, like, it was just really full on. I also really enjoyed um, Chanel making a comment about, well, I put a lot of effort into my drag. I don't just sit there in a sequin and glitter dress. And directly opposite her was Clover and Vanilla in sequin gowns. And it was just like, they both kind of went, (laughs) (laughs) and Chanel didn't even flinch, loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It was strange. It was almost it was that thing again because there was no time between filming the season and the thing that like there was no they wanted to address the dramas but had no opportunity really to talk about a resolution for them because no time had passed. Yeah. So they were like, let's chalk it up to a good old fashioned, you know, <laughs> who's more annoying? Who's more annoying? <laughs> and guys, you that can look at me or Keen by pressing the red button now. Yeah. <laughs> And then there is me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say, it just kind of sums up this whole reunion, this whole reunion vibe. It was a little bit awkward, a little bit misplaced. And it felt like they were just trying to get some element of a reunion drama out of these queens, but there wasn't enough to go on for that to even happen yet. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the best thing about it, though... Um, and I think it was a lol in the face of All Stars 8, is this reunion managed to do the fame game better than All Stars 8 has been able to do it. (laughs) And like really slickly and easily. So well. So this this lost look idea, oh, they are, you know, they've showed us all their looks, we've chosen the best, and then we're going to do a vote for them. I was like, brilliant. We didn't, we don't have to wait with Monica Beverly Hills, you know, every week. Yeah. (laughs) On the struggle bus. Um, So... (laughs) We're go- well, let's actually just we'll quickly go through the we, like just choose our favorites of the actual reunion looks if there are any, and then we'll go through the last looks kind of one by one in more detail because there was yeah. lots of talk in them. I, I felt. Um, so, did you have any? Well, I thought like I thought Clover looked stunning. I I think in her reunion look, as in, in that that orange outfit, she her mug was gorgeous. She's done this like heart diamante on her chest. And I don't know if it was a shout out to Mean Girls or not. Or maybe I just try and constantly find pop culture references. But obviously we had that moment where she does the thing in the mirror and it's like backwards. And I don't know if there was a little throw to that or whatever, but you know, she she looked great in her outfit. Visa looked incredible. She was giving me, you know, the waiting room in Beetlejuice realness. Like it felt very Miss Argentina from that film. Um, 
And yeah, Paquita as well in her kind of like matrixy Trinity vibes. I mean, she looked really kind of, she really plugged into that thing that's, you know, super everywhere at the moment, which is that kind of Y2K 90s looks. This kind of like leather, black, the red shades. Like she just looked super cool and elegant, which mm. she does always. I mean, she's gorgeous. She she will remind you she's gorgeous if she hasn't. She will remind you. She will remind you that she's the prettiest in the room. I just heard her actually just saying it out my window. Yeah. <laughs> she so, walks into every room and goes yeah nope so pretty yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah for me Clover uh, Clover uh, Petita and um, Visa were probably my three favourites I really liked Petita I know I find her difficult to warm to but I, I kind of just felt she walked into that room like the evil witch and yes. sat down yes. with the grandeur of the same <laughs> yes you know and the plumage and everything behind her I really liked and I actually quite liked this sort of like club kids it's like yeah I, I can't quite it's it's theatrical but it's also kind of streetwise look of hornella with hornella, the, like, yeah yeah the, like the you know it, it's scissor cut but it's not well, like done finally it kind of where i don't know it's something better i like it like it's purposely rough i think rough and ready yeah. that i kind of feel like you know has that kick-ass aspect to it so yeah i kind of liked her too yeah um, yeah but let's go into the into the last look category. And it's fun that we could choose from basically any of the categories that they missed, which is a really fun, uh, you know, opportunity for us here. Um, so first up on Drag.Looks is uh, Biza, who basically sets themselves on fire, which would have been such an interesting you know, tag on to the burnt man look they done. Like, imagine they done, the, like, imagine if the runways have been different mm-hmm. and they did this look and then the next week they basically were like the burnt carcass or whatever look that they did as well. Like, yeah, very interesting combination. Yeah, I mean, to do like the fire look um, and have that in your repertoire for one runway is incredible. But Visa bought two fire looks to drive race Espana. She was prepared to set herself on fire every bloody week, I feel like to get as far as she needed to get. And I think if they'd have been back to back, it would have lost their, it, they both would have lost a little bit of impact from that. So it was nice that we kind of saw that incredible look already, the reveal one, and then got to see this as the lost look. And again, it was done so beautifully. Like it was just, it was fabulous. And, you know, they're prepared to be dangerous on stage. And I love a drag performer who's prepared to do that. And just for our entertainment to sit there and go, well, I didn't quite like the mask, you know, and it's like, just <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was it was amazing. Another incredible wow moment. Visa's had an insane runway package this season. And um, yeah, can't wait to see whatever they do next and, and even more amazing and outstanding looks. Yeah, real queen of the concept. I look forward. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see her on an international sort of versus the world all-star thing soon. Um, the only other... Correct me for only other flames on the runway that I remember were on Drag Race Thailand. Uh-huh, Candy yeah. Cyanide burned her dress off her. And yep. I think, like, also her eyebrows at the same yep. time. Yep. So and this one felt that. like it was more uh, safely executed, I think. Yeah, I think, I think maybe the producers have spoken internationally and gone, listen, if they're going to do this, <laughs> this yeah. is what you need to do. Because There's um, a long risk assessment that had them all filled out. <laughs> yeah. Rue can't even be in the country when it's happening, so she's not liable. Like, that's like, yeah. that I'll go down. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, up next was uh, Paquita. She also did an illusion, I think, in hindsight, this probably didn't work as well. But basically, she started off with a baby doll dress and then poured water down her body to make the baby doll dress eventually fall off, revealing her naked body with her tuck covered by a rosebud. Fun, but 
I mean, on the stage of the other illusions that the Queen's created, it kind of lacked. Well, I found this whole um, runway really difficult. I mean, when we spoke about it, I said it's really hard to come up with a, a concept that is an illusion because most of these things, you can see how they work. If it's in a kind of club setting where you can hide things behind curtains and have things and rigging and stuff, you could probably do a pretty spectacular illusion, but this was tricky. I've liked it conceptually. I mean, she looked bloody sexy. Like, she looked hot and she kind of went... And that was great. Although I had this great big kind of like almost like granny headscarf and everything going on. So it was all a bit strange. Um, but yeah, it was it was cute. It was giving me kind of 60s vibes. It was very like kind of flower power. And yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think you're right. It wasn't the greatest illusion, but it was a nice concept. It wasn't your perfect illusion from last week. <laughs> no, did I really sing on this? Fucking hell, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> I think if she had kneeled down. Easy, watered. easy now. Where are you going? Easy. <laughs> easy. She kneeled down and took out the spout. <laughs> I poured it all over herself and then stood up as the dress fell down. It might look like she was growing out of the flowers more so than it did because it just looked like she stayed there and the flowers fell off. Yeah, I mean, if she painted a flower on her, so then when the mm. dress was revealed, there was like a flower on her, that would have been maybe a cute way to get that illusion across. Yeah. It, it was just a bit like, oh, she's gone out in the wet, bless her, and she's, oh, she lost her gown, you know. It was, yeah. Oh, she'll catch her death. Oh, she will, she will. She's done a Courtney act entering the Big Brother house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Next up is a pink Chadora. She also did the what was illusion. This, of... What was this? So it was a it was a oh. face reveal, I think, and then her she spat out an eye. Yeah, I mean, was it the it was illusion bad. runway she was doing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was just like a ping pong ball with an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bad illusion. It was bad. I mean, I didn't get the tarot cards. I didn't get... No, I didn't get the tarot cards. Didn't get, didn't get the bad wig. Don't know if that was a reference to anything. Yeah. <laughs> the dress itself... Very kind just to say it was a reference. Oh, the bad... It must have been a reference. She wouldn't have chosen that. Bad wig. I remember that cultural reference to bad wig. Um, no, it was... Uh, I mean, the dress wasn't that bad. If this was a kind of, like, modern-day clown, kind of Harlequin-inspired way, I would be feeling it, but... She was wobbling that ball around in her mouth like a kid chewing gum. And it just, I was just didn't, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. And there was one photo she put up of this look in a justifiable moment of this look. She put it up, I think, on her Instagram. And she had the eye perfectly placed where it should have been. The makeup looked a bit better. And it looked quite cool as a little, like, photograph moment. But as a runway for illusion, no. No. No, 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 no. No. Uh... Macarena also did an illusion. I think this was my favorite illusion. Of the I love this because... candle use illusion. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm looking at it here in the picture and I still can't really work out how she did it. I mean, it's great, isn't it? It's really cool. Like, presumably her eyes are her eyes and everything else is a mask. Oh, yeah. She's, but built, like... she, she's built a face here and then she's covered that and then she's put yeah. on pinned it up. But because her eyes are upside down it just looks so crazy like it just looks great i i actually think this was a perfect illusion. no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> i loved it do you know what though they were not giving her her flowers during the reunion when this came out i was like macarena was watching herself coming down that runway with this amazing- i think clover was shocked and was like really impressed and everyone else seemed, loved nah. it. and then the rest of them were like nope 
And I was like, really? You just had a ping pong ball in your mouth. Don't you dare yeah. apologize. Like, this was great. And um, she didn't get enough props for this. I think it was a great look. And if she'd have been on the episode, I think she'd have placed quite high with this easily. Yeah, I think so. It reminded me of the co- album cover of Madonna's Bedtime Stories. I don't know if you can picture uh, that. But I think yeah. in that in that her eyes are actually upside down or in the original version her eyes are upside down or something like that her eyes are slightly off and that's kind of what I ended up thinking about this because the eyes are upside down to the face it reminded Um, me of Red Dwarf when they filmed their eyes and the chin (laughs) have you seen that they put the eyes on the chin and they're going yeah 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 Yeah. it reminded me (laughs) there's a whole challenge in Taskmaster as well where they have to basically make their face look like another face upside down as well and what's the rude one where they do an upside down thing oh no it was their mouths through the rude thing peanut 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 do you remember when they oh yeah no i think they put the the googly eyes on the chin yeah and they turned something like that yeah a lip sync yeah but this Um, was great and i think that she yeah she she did not get enough props for this it was a really cool no it was really really good uh next up is kelly roller who did the palooka palooza look which was great from the waist up yes (laughs) yeah very and then it was just sheer tights and roller skates i didn't get this one either and what what runway was this? What was the so the palooka was the was the wig one? So that's why there's the, the, uh, like the squiggly baby hairs all across the kind of turquoise bolero. Yeah, I still don't like it though. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> no, I apparently she couldn't show her reveal look because she had three looks where she literally took the whole outfit off every time and threw them on the stage. Yeah, three makes a joke about it. She's like, "Oh, you're not going to show that one, Kelly." And Kelly was like, "Well, you know why I can't do that? Because I literally bought three individual looks and was chucking outfits off all over the place to show my reveals." And um, I, I thought this was for Kelly Roller. In if you look at her story, her runway story throughout the whole mm-hmm. season, they all look quite similar. This was like her one kind of out there, kooky, conceptual club kid vibe look. So I'm glad that she did that but again i can't get all that effort on the top part and then you wear a dance runway rehearsal outfit i just don't understand what she was doing there Uh, maybe she just couldn't afford the whole piece maybe Maybe she thought they only filmed her from the belly up and she was like all the skates and everything and they're never gonna fucking show it i remember my mom saying about one of the other mums at the school gate i think she i don't think she has a full leg mirror because she always looks (laughs) lovely for the waist up I love it. That's the best bit of mum shade I've ever heard in yeah. my life. <laughs> yes, mum shade. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that was Kelly Roller here. I love it. Kelly doesn't own a full length mirror. Love that. <laughs> Chanel Anorex did the My Worst Me runway in this like crushed velvet. It's burgundy <laughs> jester look with two mirrors with mask faces on it. Very reminiscent of of shrek isn't it the, the talking mirror <laughs> mirror on the wall i this was great i think oh, this, I, I think this yeah. what you want to do in this is to give the audience fomo for what they miss and i think she achieved that here 100 percent. and she and when she came out in the finale as well that gown was gorgeous that she was wearing and um, she reminded me of um hexadecimal it's a very niche reference but she was a character on a program called reboot which was around a long time she had it was a clown with like swapping faces, and um, it was, now, if you want the actual shade in gay, by the way, it's cabernet. Uh, just so okay. that you know. Um... <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm bad at my shades. Yeah, yeah. I need to learn from my mum and her shady comments. That's <laughs> you what. do, you do. Mum would have known that. Uh, so yeah, no, I think the the face, the makeup was gorgeous. Yeah, the mirrors looked great, and I think she got a real wow moment when they showed her 
video. Um, I think it got a bit overshadowed by some of the later on ones, but by, for me, it was actually one of my favourites. It's like yeah, me too. looks. And Chanel, yeah. was a, it's such a shame that we lost it so early on in the competition. I'd love to see her come back and do an All Stars. Not because mm. of the crush, but because, you know, it's like, I think that they have a real big breadth of conceptual drag and yeah. you didn't get anywhere near enough chance to show it on the show. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, drag Chuchi gave us the uh, Sabores runway, which was the flavours, which was one of the three that were in the ball um, challenge. Mm-hmm. And she honoured the, the banana or platano, mm-hmm. which I think is slightly different from a banana. Because uh, when I was actually, when I was over in, my, in Madrid, I was told the bananas from the Canary Islands taste slightly sweeter. Oh. So that's the banana that she was representing. Were you in a gay bar where someone told you that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in black and white? So let's get a reference. I can't get <laughs> black and white. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> the human banana sweet taste. Really um, I I liked this. Um, yeah, but I'm surprised some people voted for this over some of the others. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I think that they were just trying to give her a little bit of like, oh, you did really well. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's not my not my vibe, not my style. If I'm really honest, um, I thought she looked beautifully tropical. I'll stick with that. Nice. Uh, and then finally, Maria Adelia giving Rook a salt on the golden egg from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I liked this. She looked cute, didn't she, little yeah, Maria? She I liked this. And um, you know, everyone loves puppets. As Ruse tried to drill into us for fifteen fucking seasons. <laughs> yeah. Episode, until we finally gave up with the until we challenge. gave up and we got this emu thing going on. Um, yeah. yeah, it was cute. Her eyes looked great. Her mug was gorgeous. This mug was beat. Yeah. So that was, like we said, the best part of the uh, <laughs> of the reunion. I think one thing Marie... in the reunion as well is they kind of painted, to me, they painted Petita out as the villain of the season because we had Petita versus Visa, Petita versus Pinchadora, and then Petita versus Macarena. And I just think it's quite odd to get this far on in the season and the front runner is kind of pinned down as... It's like the villain of the season. By this point in the in a the season, they're almost like up there on the pedestal already, and everyone's like, "You're doing a job." But you know, I don't. Know if that was Supreme kind of letting her have it, or if the queens themselves were like, "No, we're going to come and say something." And then it was like by the finale, I felt like all of this was kind of forgotten, and they all loved her again. It just the the, the way that Petita was either portrayed and came across in these two seasons, it felt very jarring from one episode to the other. I don't know if you had any. Well, I was more that like I have found Petita difficult to root for and I don't necessarily believe it's because she's been such a front runner even though that could be part of it because I mean Carmen Ferrara was such a front runner and I was obsessed with her and I Sharon was so strong as well I think she probably had a stronger batch maybe but like I was really rooting for her so I don't know what it is and, and then there's that that aloofness of her but then like I, I found myself reading for Aquaria so I don't know yeah. I think there is an there is there felt like an entitlement or a smugness or I think maybe it was but then there was more pink I was, I was gonna say maybe she didn't deserve her wins I mean I think she more or less deserved almost all of them um it's more pink Chidora who took the wins from Visa and Bestia or that, yeah. that kind of annoyed me so um yeah I don't know you you were able to warm to her more than I was I think yeah, I liked Petita, and um, I think that I'm not often a fan of the front runner. If I'm really honest, unless yeah. it was Bianca, I've never really been one for the or Jimbo. 
Oh, Jimbo, yeah. I mean, not yeah. one yet, though. A couple of weeks to go. Yeah. Um, you know, love me some Jimbo. I can't even see her. Um, yeah, I think Petita, do you know what it is about Petita that I really liked? She reminded me actually of someone else who I loved from the very beginning and wanted to win straight away, Jinx Monsoon. Because Petita spoke about their childhood and how they felt very isolated and they kind of threw themselves into their art and put themselves around the female figures in their family because they did very accepted and kind of locked themselves away very early on in this kind of fantasy world and I just feel like those kind of like crafty arty weirdos to use like that term I think they they are inwards very uh lost and they kind of just the only way they can express themselves is through their art and I think particularly absolutely throws herself into art it's why she's so defensive about her fashion and why she's so creative with her looks the only times i've felt a bit eh about her is hearing about the fact that she was kind of backstage saying to people you shouldn't do things like this and you shouldn't do things like that because to me that feels a bit sabotary i don't really like that but then when she defended that she said herself and actually i think clover one of the only times that she spoke in the reunion said this listen she's just giving you advice if you choose to take that and it doesn't work out for you that's kind of your fault because all she's saying is maybe you should try this and maybe you should try that and i think you should do it this way but you could say you know what i don't care how what you think i'm going to do it my way like petita's done it her home her own way for the past and I just I think that Petita doesn't realize that she was annoying people either and kind of coming across as a bit sly or snide or manipulative I don't think she is those things I think she's a shy little boy who is brilliant at drag and I can't kind of I just love yeah. that I think good for you and get on that show and win it I do think a counterpoint to the Jinx Monsoon aspect is Jinx was from the beginning like bursting with charisma in a uh -huh. way that Petita isn't. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, do, I don't normally warm to the cold, aloof fashion queens. It's not really my vibe. And I think maybe that's why I feel a bit more invested in Petita because I don't normally warm to that style of queen. I'm normally all about, you know, the clovers and the pinchadoras and the kind of like, Wah! you know, and, and Petita, I don't know, just something about her kind of calm brilliance that I've really enjoyed watching. And um, she also has done great in the acting challenges and she's a well-founded yeah. drag queen, you know what I mean? She is, so. And she's done the thing that Rue loves is when you see someone, like, push themselves and excel at it in a zone that they're not comfortable with. Like, that's all you need to to win the show. Absolutely, really. absolutely. Very difficult to do, but once you do it, you've won. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. And, you know, and like she's, uh, I think the judges of the Javier's, they were like part of the this process and to win this process, what's really important is that you come on this stage and we may give you critiques and stuff, but you actually listen to them and you learn from them. And okay, you don't have to do everything the judges say, so I don't think you should ever do that. However, you want to win the competition. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, maybe just if they tell me to come out in black hair, come out in black hair, you know, maybe that's where you go. I don't think Petita did that. I think she still kept herself. And, oh, she's given us an amazing array of looks on that one. Yeah. She really, really. 100%. I think she kind yeah, of were... the prawn croquetta. I think that's why when I fell in love with her. Because <laughs> I was like, you are, you are a bit kooky and a bit silly and, and just let that come out a bit more. Yeah. No, that's true. If I would have seen more of that, maybe... Yeah, it's true. Like when they when they did the sort of montage of her looks, I was like, ah, yeah, now she deserves this more than any others do. To be fair, yeah. um, what was a bit of a surprise was I had totally forgotten Samantha Ballantyne had won um, Miss Congeniality last year, mm -hmm. and I remembered why I find her so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was like on the screen for five minutes, and I was like, "Go away!" 
go away. <laughs> Some people can't help it, though. You know, that's just who she is. And, you know, it's weird to think that she was the miscongeniality of that season when there were such amazing queens on there. It's a bit mm, yeah. weird. Oh, but then yeah. are we going to feel exactly the same when we're talking about Espana season four and we're like, oh, my God, it was Maria. <laughs> I totally forgot. I think we'll forget, but we won't yeah. be annoyed. True that. True that. Yeah. I'm making a note of that ready for next time. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah. that in a time capsule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you enjoy uh, Supreme's song Fever? Did I enjoy Supreme's song Fever? Yes, I did enjoy Supreme's song Fever. I think it was giving you title. Like you're answering an essay question. I was just getting myself ready. Um, yeah, no, I did enjoy it. And I think that they did um, They did a great job, the Queens, and with their own lyrics. And I think that they they definitely said a little bit about themselves without it being stupidly generic. I mean, you know, one where it's like, I'm here to take the crown, crown me now, crown, 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 snatch, crown. Snatch, yeah. Yeah, I just over it. Whereas I don't think many of these Queens did that. Um I think one of Petita's lines, if I'm correct, was something about I'm like follow my Fred or something, which is a nice reference to her fashion. Yeah, something with a stitch. Stitch, yeah. She kind of did it in a nice subtle way. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think as well they could all sing, which is quite nice. Mm. Yeah, no one tried to do the the white the white girl rap, which I liked. Yeah, that was there. Unless you're Lemon. Yeah, well, Lemon is a is a raptress that we know. So She's that's a raptress. But not one I of the of... dance. Let's make that really clear. No. I can't believe we got to a finale and not one of the bitches can dance. Not one <laughs> of the bitches can This is dance. why we needed Clover in there. Clover, we Clover. Kelly can dance, but she just wasn't dancing. I don't know what was going on there. She can dance, but she's on fucking skates. So what's yeah. she going to do? Like... <laughs> um, I yeah. felt that they got, like, the queens got very little time. Like, it was like a three-minute song, and they each got 25 seconds or something like that. Like, it was all... Like, for me, the ratio needs to be, like, Kitty Girl. Kitty Girl, I feel, yeah. has the best ratio. It's, like, you know, 40 seconds of each queen, and then, like, a fun old chorus in the middle of it. But I will say, come on, budget. They were like, we're going to do mm-hmm. a budget. We're going to give them each individual staging, like, old-school girls allow. We're going to give them their own little zones. There was some neon lights going on. The outfits were gorgeous. I think Supreme just went full rude this season, if I'm really honest. It's kind of like, I've always really warm to supreme i felt this season supreme was a bit more jaded to me i don't know i feel like she was trying to be a bit harsher trying to be a bit more like i am being an international host and i'm going to give that feeling i'm going to come and do like two minutes of my own song with the finale queens to get my plays out there i don't know i just i i I feel like she's a very fabulous warm loving person as a person but i think she's gone into a bit of kind of rupaul hosting mode and it's got a little bit i I don't know there was just something about her this season i felt like it was a bit off and um i felt that in the reunion i felt like she wasn't being as supportive as i expect supreme to be in the time she was a bit harsher but then maybe it's just she wants the standards to maintain as good as they were for season one Mm. two. because my god they've given us some amazing seasons of drag and um you know this is her job so she wants to kind of keep that keep that money rolling in i think but yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I didn't necessarily have an issue with it, but I do think the the, the maternal instinct was dialed down this season, all right. Maybe that's um, what it was. Maybe that's exactly what it was. Um but I think I like I have I haven't seen any, but I have heard that like in this in this in Spain they're the kind of complaining about the Havis. So I wonder whether there will be I mean, I like the Havis. I love Anna. I like Supreme. I wonder maybe there will be a, a facelift. I wouldn't mind a, a revolving Havi. I don't know. Do we need them both all the time? 
I could go with one happier week. Yes. <laughs> a happier week keeps the doctor. A happier week keeps the doctor away. In yeah. Polinos. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. I, just... I think, but I think what they like, what I do like about the Javi, so that we don't tend to get with the Republican judges. You don't get any connection between the two of them and i mm. do think they kind of complement each other sometimes they play like good heavy bad heavy which i quite like um yeah. there's a smug element to the heavies that i don't always love like mm. we know you're pretty we know you're famous move on like yeah you know, it gets a bit like we know you're pretty we know you're famous like okay and you're oh god and you're married to each other and you're making loads of money congratulations yeah. <laughs> oh and your clothes always look great brilliant yeah good for you yeah great i mean Calvo is much is turns a lot more looks than Ambrosie. You know, oh, Calvo true. goes from streetwear crop top yeah. to this like long sleeved velvet eleganza that he was. Yeah, the net like. with the like diamante ribs thing that was being worn on the finale was absolutely stunning. Like gorgeous, gorgeous. But I just think that they I don't think they've been particularly been particularly nice to Clover, and that's really put me off. Because I just think that they what they should have done is shown that there isn't that horrible misogynistic vibe to drag and be the supporters and champions of that woman on that stage giving some amazing drag and i don't think they did that enough and i found that quite irritating this season yeah and i don't know how how constructive their feedback was this season i don't think it was very constructive at all i think they were i mean maybe they're just trying to be critical like i don't know there was the whole vibe this season was a bit more critical unless not forget in the first couple of episodes there was some stray wigs there was some panty showing there was some bad makeup mm-hmm. they, i think they just that maybe that threw them all a little bit and that just turned the whole cycle of the season to a bit more of a critical vibe yeah yeah maybe um will we get into the finale look so let's just <clears throat> do our highlights from the extended cast now we'll get into the final four the one obviously love clover I'm biased as hell but oh, the one I, I most want to highlight is the Macarena I thought she looked fucking amazing oh my god she looked stunning and she's just getting better and better and better mm. it's just I think the whole Macarena story for this season is a bit of a shame that she didn't get you know she didn't get up to that finale like she probably yeah. done I think she got in her own head lots this season and I don't think she got on massively with the rest of the cast in a way that she felt like a bit of an outsider and maybe that's mm. why she didn't reach her full potential but oh my god this whole Oh, look is incredible i mean yeah this like mother of pearl there's like pleated frills across the top all down the arms like yeah absolutely and a little sidebar if you ever want to swear in a situation where you can't swear mother of pearl works really yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good one. that's a good one i did like visa as well with the really long ah. ponytails but it's a shame that when she bent over the flowers didn't fall out of her you No, know, it was really awkward isn't it it was like trying, you know when you're trying to pick up your keys but you're holding your shopping at the same time you don't want yeah. to <laughs> yeah, exactly. about that. yeah but no gorgeous it was another the problem is you know when you're really 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 good at drag like visa is i it takes i need even more to blow me away and um seeing someone looks that she's already done this even though it's stunning to me for visa was a little bit pedestrian okay i mean i agree it wasn't my favorite but at least it was a different concept and i liked it pakita though i think pakita looked gorgeous she couldn't walk but nope it was absolutely stunning like i mean nor could kelly and kelly was couldn't even roll <laughs> no you're right you're yeah. right she's struggling she's like i'm gonna put on a mermaid towel gown then she put it on for why have i done this i'm wearing skates yeah oh of all the days 
<laughs> but no, Bikita did look great. That is a what was it? The Lux New Ireland was argument eighteen inch, twenty one inch wig. Like that is that is a long. That's the one, yeah. Lux New yeah, Ireland. That is a long that wig. That was a yeah. gorgeous <laughs> wig. And do you know what she did? That it shows that you're really, really, really good at drag when you do this. When you're walking down the runway face on, you let your mm-hmm. hair lay here, so it gives that real feminine illusion. And then before you turn around, and if you go back and watch, she did this. You flick it all back. So then when you turn, it's the whole fall all the way oh, down. Nice. It's such oh, a cute little technique. And she absolutely smashed it. I mean, I say before she turned, it took her half an hour to turn in that gown. So she had to yeah. do this. But it just showed good level of drag. Absolutely. And then the only th- critique I would have for Clover Bish, uh, who is, you know, gets a shout out all the time, is once again, the headpiece was too far forward. Yeah, she's really got to work this out. Like, really, really, really got to work this out. But I don't know if it's a getting ready, if it's a time factor, if it's just... Maybe it's her runway look. Maybe she's just pushing herself kind of forward a bit too much. But, no, she looks stunning. I mean, she did look absolutely stunning. And for wonky headdress gate, this was the, the best one. It was. And I appreciate, you know, without being crude, I appreciate the tits out of it all. Like, absolutely. you know... yeah. You know, it's like a boundary for... The women who have breasts in the show and she's like no i can just wear a nipple guard and get away with it too yeah absolutely totally agree and she did it in a way that it's like it didn't need to be censored unlike um petita doing the dance rehearsal in that skimpy outfit that they actually <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so let's get to our final four then petita is up first in this patchwork gown of 21 plus pieces all black and white um I, I love the silhouette to this. Yeah. Say again? I said, what did you think first of this one? I'm just curious. I like the silhouette. I just couldn't get over the fact for me it was giving black and white wallpaper. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, she said when it all gets sewn together, because it's negatives of each print, it gives an amazing optical illusion. And what it was giving me was busy. It just was so busy. Yeah. I mean, it was a work of art. I will say, though, taking off a tiny belt does not a reveal make. Is that a reveal? It's not a reveal. In fact, it is like an anti-reveal because <laughs> it built the anticipation and then there was nothing for it forward to go. Yeah. And it's all very... Thank God Vania turned on her fire breath. Oh, my Vinia's God. Right. Because that yeah. dissipated the, all the tension we had because she took off her belt. Yeah. And I will say that Petita normally does this really well and that's for a, a little skinny framed person she wears quite big stuff and it always kind of works on her I felt like for the first time ever she was being drowned by her own look when that bit it just felt like wow the big hair the big earrings the big bow the big gown it was all a bit much but I think that's kind of her look and she embraces it and you know she looked very kind of 70s Spanish which I think is one of her vibes um you know and it was it's a gorgeous piece of work and i mean i can imagine many people could pull off making something like this it must be so skilled to do something this intense and all this construction um but yeah she just slightly looked a bit drowned for me i would i've I'd, I'd gotten rid of, the, rid of the ruffle the black ruffle and i may able to change the earrings up just to let her breathe a little bit you know yeah yeah i think i agree i think it, maybe it was too busy on the top or you needed to see more skin or something like that mm. yeah because even the earrings were huge. Um, Benia is up next. We talked about her dragon breath. This was all sort of inspired by the Orient. So red and gold, long gloves, long nails. This was like fine for me. And then obviously when it turned out that the dragon could breathe fire, I was I was back in the room. Then I really yeah, I mean, 
And you know what I loved about it? She left that so long for that reveal. She left it yeah. so long. And that is like talent. To know yeah, yeah. this little button to just, I'd have, I'd have walked straight out of that fucking runway and been like, wow, look what this can do. I wouldn't be able to yeah. myself. Um, but she, like a true artist, a true artist was like, I'm going to wait till the very last minute of that very long song. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to turn on the fire. And um, I loved it. I was a bit, perturbed by the references of working in Asian restaurant it was bothering me slightly I'll be really honest and I was like we don't need to go there we don't need to be doing that shit in 2023 and we're talking about where yeah I also didn't know why she was felt the need to nod to Asian culture East Asian culture yeah I didn't get that bit either but you know trying to coming out of the context and taking the look for what it was it's one of the most gorgeous looks she's wore on the main stage I think she looked stunning the red hair really really suits her her makeup seems to have improved I don't know if they've been giving her little tips or something because the season's been going on because she's a seasoned queen old um yeah so, <laughs> so you know she should have it down by now but actually I think her her beats got better as 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 it's kind of gone on the the season yeah I'm surprised she didn't get the com- the comment about her highlighter the way Petita did because it is a bit overdrawn sometimes. Yeah, it's quite full on. Um, but I think she looked gorgeous and it was a great finale look and it had a great little hidden reveal moment, which I really yeah, loved. exactly. Hornella um, Gongola uh, gave us this kind of like half blazer, half like I guess it was half pantsuit, half dress really because it was kind of pantsuit with a diagonal cut off that exposed kind of like a bra top and then a plumage all down one arm and then like a, a series of of trains or sort of a layered trains at the back yeah this is this is exactly kind of what i wanted this kind of like marilyn monroe nodding but with like this real sort of gender fuck aspect to it i think she hit the nail on the head yeah and honella's done quite a bit of this because in the workroom for this episode she came in wearing that blazer made of horrible men's ties which yes I really loved and i was like this is gorge i love this um and i'm kind of now thinking back to the look she's done throughout the season and she has played on this kind of tailored dress vibe quite a few times um i think this is one of the most stunning looks that she's had in the season um she was giving kind of old school vintage glamour but with a kind of modern fresh vibe and um i think she's absolutely beautiful like i i really love this look on her and normally i'm not a fan of kind of meshing skirts and suits and it can come off a bit cheesy but she did it in a really cool way and like Anna Locking said and um, you've got all the elements of kind of gender in one outfit the blazer the pantsuit the big skirt the ruffles but it doesn't look overdone and too busy exactly. like it's drowning so yeah gorgeous top 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 yeah 100% and then finally Kelly Roller more red hair this time half red half black she never mentioned anything about it when I first saw it I was wondering was it like a play on the heart or something like that because they kind of look like veins was it like the left ventricle the right ventricle like good versus bad i don't know i don't think she really went into that she just said the skirt's expensive that should keep her looking happy <laughs> well i think luckily you were here to go into it for her king because i yeah. got so much reference there keen's context yeah <laughs> um so we, you've done that bit for her well done and you did it without wearing roller skates so good here we go <laughs> Oh, also, um, Kelly yeah. Roller mentioned that she's going to bring out her own album. So I just made a quick note of some songs that she could cover. Um, okay. I want to hear Kelly Roller doing Keep Rolling by Limp Bizkit. Um, <laughs> Roll With It from Oasis. Um, Rolling in the Deep from Adele. And, Lovely. Uh, 
horse, Proud Mary from. Oh uh, yeah, I was waiting for Proud Mary. Mary. He's rolling. <laughs> yeah, featuring simply the best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> No, back to her look. I loved it. I think she gave us something a little bit new. Actually, it looked it looked quite cool. Like I really liked mm. this one. I think that it looked more put together than some of the other looks that she's wore on the runway. She looked very confident in it, and um, I like the black and red vibe. I think you can't go wrong with a bit of black and red when it's done properly. Um, and I actually like the little detail that she did, which is the choker was made of the same material as the skirt, so it broke up that mesh material yeah props to kelly for coming out in a really cool look uh right at the end of the season she should have done this earlier is it giving finale though no not at all no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's such bitches to her <laughs> kelly i love you come on come escape on brighton seafront babe uh, it'd be great <laughs> so they both uh, so the four are whittled down to two it's vania versus petita and they both ah, lip sync to i feel like you're doing this way too quickly was you shocked no. Really? I thought it was Honella and Petita all the way. Uh, that's who I wanted. It. Well, I want Hornella's my favourite, so I want to be here, but I figured, like, Vanilla had the two wins. And mm. I was quite shocked. Friend. I think I might have been the only one in the world that was a bit shocked by this, because I was uh, I guaranteed in my head I'd have put money on being Hornella and Petita. Um, I thought there was still a chance, but no, I thought on the balance of probabilities it was going to be... It was going to be funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they lip to Rocio Dorado's Punto y Partida, um, which sounds like an epic song. Yes, agreed. Um, they lip I just never really took off. I didn't really feel. Yeah. They were all feeling it in the room, maybe because they didn't know what they were saying. I wasn't feeling it. It was definitely one of those ones that's like an emotionally charged ballad that's specific to Spanish culture, probably, and maybe even like yeah. Spanish culture, because they were living in that room and I was not living where I was sitting. It yeah. was, um, it went off away. I, I was dead. I was gone. <laughs> I'd zoned out. No, and I love a ballad to finish off Drag Race Espana, which I kind yeah. of love. I mean, yeah. Danny versus Cheddar in the late season of Drag Race UK, like we had that birdie moment. I'm not going to remember. Yeah of my head but it was great Jesse Springfield was it it was yeah it was and I love Queen's doing a ballad because there is actually a lot more skill in giving a ballad and serving a ballad especially on TV where you're not in the club and you can't click along and scream along to it Um, and I think that they did an okay job but I've seen much better ballad performances from Queen even on this season of Drag Race Espana so it fell a little bit flat there was you know, some nice moments. The fire breathing bit was cool. You can tell Vanilla's done this a thousand times in the clubs. Um, and she was a bit of an over lip syncer, I noticed. A bit got a bit of the detox wobbles going on in some of them. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I did like when Vanilla kind of took her nails off and threw them away. I was like back to watching Laureen doing tattoo, and that's all I wanted to do. Just take those <laughs> nails off. Really irritating me. Um, but it was long in it. It was long, in it? Long, yeah. in it? <laughs> yeah. The one thing I kept thinking of was a tweet I saw before I watched the episode, which was that Anna Lucking was serving pretzel cunt. That was the main... <laughs> that was kind of my distraction during the song. If Rue is listening, that will be on the next season, I'm telling you. Pretzel <laughs> cunt for the runway of season 16. I think it could be. It could definitely be a saga on Rue's next album. Maybe it would just be like... <laughs> yes. Cunt, 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 pretzel, and... cunt, baguette, cunt, croissant, cunt, cunt, cunt. Don't stop, I'm feeling it. <laughs> 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 clack, get the clack, clack, clack. 
savory snack cunt for the next runway. I love it. I'm really <laughs> So <clears throat> that is season three in review. As international franchises go, would you say top tier, middle tier, bottom tier? Oh, I bloody loved it. Like, I mean, I was I was really invested in it, which maybe made the difference. I was very invested. But actually, from the very first couple of episodes, I've enjoyed watching these queens on Drag Race. I think there's a great cast and you only get a good season with a good cast. There's been some challenges. That I've been a bit meh, one, two drags, anybody? Never again. Um, you know, but I think overall as a season, it's done what, Drag Race should do, which has made me feel good, made me laugh, made me smile, had a great musical. Um, and and taught you a, bit, a little bit of pain? Yeah, it's been good, right? It's been good. Mm-hmm. Have you enjoyed the season? What have you thought? I know, I definitely think it is, it is top tier. There's definitely been some brilliant runways, some brilliant challenges. Uh, you know, it's not without its problems, but it's very hard to get a season without its problems. Like, think of dragathon you know there's some seasons just flop or some uh, sorry challenges just flop and that is fine think of season four uk snatch game snatch game is in desperate peril in the uk at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so like i think you know very few seasons are i i don't think it's as good as uk season two mm-hmm. yeah. but i mean other than that i don't know how many other international seasons i think i think some of the canadas were maybe better than it but like yeah, I definitely think it's maybe top five, six of all the international. Yeah, ones. and Drag Race Espana is really loved, and you know I love that because these queens really put their heart and soul into it. And um, you know, as you know, when you were at Drag World UK in January this year, there was a lot of Spanish queens there, and it was so nice to see the fans with them and interacting with them, and they were just so open and genuine and lovely. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Drag Race Espana All Stars, which I know will be coming up pretty soon. Um, and to see some of these queens again because they really give us some great content they give us some great episodes to talk about and um they're quite beloved in the drag race community which is cool i love that about this on the topic of all stars we're gonna do a bit of a spoiler i hope you don't mind i imagine if you're the person who listens to uh you know the international franchises you don't mind hearing who's going to be on the different all stars so we'll just talk about the the how many one two three queens from this season that are going to be on All-Stars. Do you want to have a prediction? Um, well, Unless you know already. Well, I'm Honela Gongora. 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 Um, 100% will probably be. I could imagine that they're going to be going for someone like Pink Chidora because I think she's been very, very, very popular. Um, as in within the franchise itself and i don't know other than that i mean bestia could have another go at this um paquita could have another go at this uh i don't think kelly roller is going to be having guys the nia probably is like emotionally spent so yeah i'd say inchadora hornella maybe paquita maybe bestia well, you pretty much got it there. It's Hornella, Pink Chidora, and Paquita. They're the three ah, things back. Nice. Yeah, right, so. oh, no nice. Clover, but I, that's okay. I think Clover, I think we need to give Clover a bit more time. Yeah. And then she's going to kick ass. Well, I want Clover on an international season. She can she can speak English, you know, so she's going to 100% get on one of those, I think. I want to see Carmen Falala on a winner's season. I'm hoping that's going to happen. And you know what? I would actually watch Petita compete again against some maybe stronger queens in her wheelhouse like a season with some other big fashion queens and see how she flies or some kind of comedy queens that are unexpected comedy queens and see how well she does um and i don't think we've seen the last one i think she's going to be quite 
liked by producers and people that make these shows um whether she'll be a fan favorite winner i highly doubt that i think she'll be a bit aquaria-esque yeah and i think the fact that she could be a villain will also play well like you could see her going into an international season and you know ruffling feathers yes yeah yeah so that could what if her finger will have recovered by then as well yes before we recorded (laughs) we spent a lot of time working at the history of Petita's finger is it always hurt was it hurt during the sheet so turns out it was hurt just before she started filming I didn't we didn't know that but we still don't know why we don't know what happened it was was in a fingering accident stop uh... (laughs) Uh, what a way to end (laughs) (laughs) fingering accident of drag races Spania season three and with that a wow goodbye thank you for listening <laughs> thank you charlie for coming on the podcast every week well i mean fortnight and sharing such wonderful thoughts we will definitely do this again at some point we shall chat we'll find another season and oh i'm very excited to hear that is that an on-air proposition Kate? on-air proposition very yeah exotic. which i can edit out if i change my mind <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you again for having me. It's been absolutely great. And um, people that have commented on the social media at RPDO UK fans about the podcast and that you've been enjoying it so much. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I would love to see that pod with you, the workroom edition. 100%. But for now, thank you for listening. Bye. Hasta luego.